Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love. And I am delighted to welcome Patty Conklin, author of God Within, who will address today what the real sources for health and healing are. Hello, Patty, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here with you. You are so very welcome. Patty, as listeners of this show are well aware, my guests and I, through observation, self-investigation, and self-mastery of emotions, align to the universal laws of energy and the universe and begin to remember our bold and courageous soul essence so we may enjoy physical life without as many fears and limitations altering the refinement of our inner and outer energy, knowing that separation is only a myth and the oneness and unity of our being is the reality. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Patty Conklin, a world-class energy healer and presenter at alternative and allopathic conventions, will share color works, tone works, and cellular cleansing as practices of healing and share stories of people who have experienced changes in health, well-being, and spiritual transformation. We will discuss that words have more of an impact on our life, creating either well-being or illness and more of an influence than we often realize. And words come with emotional attachment that can create physical blockages in our energy flow, creating illness or disease. Patty, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember an event or a person or a quality within them that may have shown the path they would take in life or uh, the life plan they were born to fulfill. As it seems to me, the adult is already present in the child's inner life. So tell us something that you remember from childhood. I, I think the, well, first, I think that's an outstanding question to ask your guest. Um, but I think for me, the first, the first time that I was really aware of it was when I was seven years old, and I was alone in my bedroom, and this white mist began to seep through the walls. And, uh, and my parents were not religious. I had never been to church or, or knew about the Bible or anything. But this presence was so serene that I remember falling to my knees, not because I was scared, but because there was nothing else to do in, in that presence. And I heard three things. I heard that four, uh, 38 to 42 would be my greatest growth year that 42 to 62 would be my greatest contribution to humanity and that I could come home then if I so chose. But the number three, the purpose of my walk would be to teach people to become insubstantial without transitioning. And even though I was very precocious as a seven-year-old, I had no idea what that meant. Can, and, and can, can now, you tell us what that means, insubstantial without transitioning? Tell us what yeah. that means. Well, at 60... I'm beginning to believe that what that means is because I was given the gift of seeing words and emotions stored inside the body, that I believe my gift is to help people become unconditional beings without having to die to do it. Um, now, my sons argue and make fun that uh, maybe God was just saying, wash the windows. And uh, <laughs> as I'm 60 now, the boys are encouraged me to at least wash one window so I've got both sides covered. 
before uh, before I transition. Um, but but I think for me it's it's truly um, the gift that I was given to be able to see the words and the emotions um, from the time that I meet someone um, was very uh, pivotal. And when I turned 38 and had my next visitation and was told to begin my work, um, it was very clear that that's the path that would lead me on it. And for me, Cheryl, you know, we just never – I moved from Florida to Georgia on that uh, visitation, and we started work, and and I never had to market myself. It's like one person came in, and they told 10 friends and families, and they called, you know, 10 uh, – friends and family, and then all of a sudden it was international, and it just took off. You know what it is? We have a plan, and our guides are bringing the people who we are supposed to meet and work with, and by pushing the envelope and, you know, advertising and marketing, it doesn't always work, because it has to come to you. You can't. You can't go up to people, oh, I tried, when I first began this work, I shared it with so many people because I was so excited. I wanted people to know there is no death and our soul transforms and we live in another life, in an energy life, and we carry with us all the memories of this. I was just so excited about knowing that because I grew up in a family, not religious either, uh -uh, and they didn't believe in any of this. But as a child, I... I was a sensitive. I could pick up other people's emotions and feelings. I was an empath, and nobody yes. knew what to call that. And they just said, oh, such a sensitive child. I hope she outgrows this. Well, maybe a yes. hypochondriac, <laughs> you know. So, so where, you, where you see it within, I feel it, and I... Uh-huh. And when I work on the body doing Reiki, I can find the area of distress or imbalance and help to balance it. And uh, we all have different unique gifts, but it's all coming from the same universal energy that flows within us and around us and that we're part of. It's it's within us and we're within it and it's the creative force of life. Call it whatever word you use to choose. You and I know it's real because we feel it, we know it, we live by it, and we are grateful to be of service in any way that spirit exactly sees. And and I'm sure I'm sure you tell your your uh, clients as, as much as I tell mine. It's universe's time, not yours. You yes. know, just because you're ready doesn't mean the universe is ready, or the universe is ready and you don't think you're ready. So it it's always you know universe is. It's time, all not, not in the time. right time and in the right way. And like, for instance, I have many shows ready to come out. Some people are waiting a year for their show to come out. And most of the people, when I tell them that, they understand that it's not within my control. I am doing the shows with the people that are being brought to me by my spirit or the universal energy or God, whatever you choose to call it. And we have all learned that everything happens the way it must. Must There's no coincidences. Nothing's random. We're never alone. And everything, when we're in the flow with acceptance and gratitude, is so divinely true. special and magical. <laughs> and yeah. nobody can take that away from us. So go on to that tell so us. True. You had you say you married so your two sons could be born. Tell us a little yeah. something about your sons. I know you have uh, two special sons. They have their own gifts, so tell us something about that. They are 
they are very awesome. I, I think one of the most profound things, you know, as my girlfriends would say, you don't have normal sons when they were teenagers and young children. Um, I never believed it until I really did, until they got into adulthood. But Cheryl, I think the thing that stands out for me the most is um, when my son Matthew was six and, and Daniel was seven, um, they sat me down. And Daniel, always being the spokesperson because he, his vocabulary was very well developed, um, he looked at me and he said, Mom, Matt and I have been talking, and we're beginning to realize that you're not like other mothers. <laughs> I'm like, That's okay. so funny. <laughs> and, he, and he went on to say, you know, I don't mean to hurt your feelings. But quite frankly, you can't cook, and your housekeeping isn't any better. <laughs> and I started laughing, and I'm like, I can't argue with that. I mean, I just can't. And he said, so we've talked things over. And he said, I'm taking over um, the kitchen. I'll be doing all the cooking and cleaning of the kitchen, and Matt will be doing all the laundry and the cleaning of the house. And, you know, Cheryl, I did not walk in um, my kitchen for another 10 years. I could come home from Bangladesh at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, and he'd have homemade chicken soup waiting for me on the stove at 9 years old. They, they truly understood that I accelerated in some areas, and there were some areas that I simply could not function in. And they were and willing so, to help you, and they, they, they were mature souls, I would assume. They were. They yeah. were. When, when Daniel was 17, I'd come home from a workshop, and teaching a workshop, and, and I was sitting in the chair, and he came over, and he said, would you like a beer, or would you like a cup of tea? And I said, I think, I, I think I'll take a cup of tea. And so he got me the tea, and he came over, and, and he kissed me on the forehead, and he lifted up my hand, and he kissed the back of my hand, and he said, you know how much honor and respect and love I have for you. And I'm like, that's just so precious. I'm really looking forward to the day that maybe you and Matt join me. And he looked at me again, and he said, don't you understand? And I said, what? And he said, we're here to help you. We're not supposed to start our work until after you're gone. Isn't that and, something? Um, I, 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 you know, I, I know that children or souls select their parents and come yeah. into this world with totally. a destiny. Now, I have a story about my daughter when she was oh, maybe seven years old. She was in a little play, and she had a bee on the table, and she had her hair in tentacle curls with wings, uh-huh. and she had to jump off the table. And it, oh, was, it was like magic. The people gasped. And I knew, yeah. I knew in that second that she had an energy, and this is before I was involved in energy work. I knew she had a quality that had to be brought out into the world. And she became a young child actress, and she did such amazing work, and she had a gift to memorize an entire script. And I, and I helped. Isn't that amazing? Yes, and I, I helped her. And then at a time when I started to develop my psychic um, intuitive healing work and mediumship uh-huh. work, she recently bought me a little... Um, circle necklace that says one in a million (laughs) so 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 she real she realized my uniqueness and i realized hers and all our children and all of us are so unique we have so many wonderful spiritual gifts if we could just get past the fear and limitation of our 
patterning and our traumas and know that we're connected to the flow of this universal energy and we are the divine spark of this yeah. creative force and uh, we all have so many gifts but let's go on to a, an interesting question what if illnesses like cancer heart disease mental disorders and alzheimer's were a choice why would yeah. anyone why would anyone choose a disease it's it's a beautiful way for our subconscious to talk to us you know everything we go through every breath we take is a learning experience and, you know, in metaphysics, in, in, in traditional teaching in metaphysics, we were taught that, um, you know, the, the soul is yes. the most important piece. Secondly was our brain because it allowed us to figure things out and we're so smart. And the third was the temple that houses the two. And I began thinking of it differently. I began that soul was the most important, but our body is the vehicle in which soul speaks. And our brains are the least important because they allow us to go into fear. They allow us to go into judgment. They allow us to go into all sorts of conditional experiences. So when I look at life and I look at a disease process, typically a disease process in a person um, will take that person and all the surrounding people into a deeper state of awareness. You know, why did they get this? And they, and they start asking questions. And I look at it as this wonderful learning experience that the soul is putting forward. It makes people stop. What's most important for me in my life? And so soul really organizes it. Um, you know, I think it's pre-agreed upon before we came in. Absolutely, um, but, yes. Yeah, but the soul puts it out there. And if you remember that every word you speak has an emotional attachment to it and it's stored within your body. So... Sometimes it's all about just shifting a behavior. Um, there was a beautiful woman who had cancer, a tumor in her neck, and the tumor had put tentacles around her carotid arteries. And hers was all about judgment. It was a behavior and judgment. And she really didn't think she was that judgmental. And we went, you know, <coughs> excuse me, I had her um, journaling and so on, and um and she realized how judgmental she was. And so she went through a process of, you know, cellular cleansing and doing her color works and so forth, homework that I gave her. And um, when they went into surgery, they were pretty sure either they were going to kill her or make her um, a quadriplegic. And they went in, and this tumor just unwound itself from the uh, carotid artery and absolutely no damage. Um, no damage, no cancer, nothing in the lymph nodes, nothing. Um, and but it's because she was willing to get in there and face her judgment and begin to shift behavior that her body so willingly gave up what and, it had set up to do. And you worked with her with energy work yep. to prepare her for that. Well, that's what Absolutely. I do also. I prepare people before surgery. I do distant healing. Uh, it it is a thought and it is helpful when the client. I don't call them patients. I call yep. them clients. When the client oh, yep. it wants to make the shift and is cooperating, it can work even if they're not. But basically, uh, if their soul is not going to want to make a change, then they're going to continue down a road until the time that that change is available. 
And, of course, some people do have to transition from this life beyond. I did hospice work sure. for, for eight years because when we come with a time to come and go and there's nothing to be frightened about because there is That's only right. a transition, you know, like water. Water can be ice, it can be vapor, and it can be um, liquid. And we are yeah. like that in our energy and the flow is continuous. But let's go on to... If you need to experience any of these things as a soul, how can you learn to truly accept and be happy? That's an important question. It Good. is. You know, I think the most important piece I put in there is the word surrender. Um, it is what it is. And the more that we surrender, the more our energy can flow through our body. When we go into fear, our cells start to shut down and our immune system starts to shut down. When we go into surrender, and I never mean giving up. It's not about giving up. It means surrendering into what is in the moment. And um, whether we're getting ready to cross or whether we have a disease status that we need to take care of. The more you surrender and say, okay, it is what it is right now. It's, 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 it's energy until it's not, and clearly it's blocked energy. And mm-hmm. so now I've got this diagnosis, so I'm going to surrender into it. But I'm going to do the things, either alternatively or Western, uh, traditional, that I feel are right for me. And, and I think that that's the most important thing for the average person to understand. When you're facing a disease, surrender into it so that yeah. you understand well, that, that you're acknowledging that it's there. Yeah, I, I also use another way of saying that. I say embrace the opportunity. For the change that it doesn't, I don't look at things as good or bad. I look at it just as an experience the soul needs. So the more peaceful and calm we can look at our lives, the better we can make choices that keep us free from judgment. And you were just talking about that woman who had judgment before surgery. And you wrote this, all the great masters, Jesus, Buddha, Shiva, Abraham, and Muhammad, to name a few, have delivered a similar message Spirituality is the practice of unconditional being, also called unconditional love. Unconditional being is the ability to accept that all is perfect just the way it is. Even if it doesn't make sense intellectually or seems cruel or unfair, it is the ability to suspend judgment. Truly, we do not need to judge. And there is the key to a person that I can see in hospice when I did hospice work who had gone Uh through 17, a woman, a young woman, going through 17 operations. And when I came into the room, she was eating chocolate cake. She was so frail and she smiled at me and she was enjoying that moment in that cake. And she had no, she had surrendered, as you said, embraced her challenge and, and, knew that her father was also standing by at the foot of the bed. She was aware of that, which helped her a lot. But um, in my book, The Living Spirit, I I wrote something about this unconditional being or developing methods to achieve balance and courage and self-confidence. And I wrote, life is about loving what is never perfect, just in a state of conscious change. If we forget about perfection and just be, we will find love in our journey. Everything is perfect for self-discovery. Thus, perfection is the ability to accept imperfection. 
There is no normal or abnormal and no one way to live, love, or develop our own personal okay. paths. And there is a way to change our thinking within our energy, within our body, within our mind. Now, the mind's not the same as the brain. The mind is the connection to this universal energy, and it's free of all the labels and fears of the ego, right? Correct. So it's a it's a there's a little I always had a little trouble with this little difference between the mind and the brain which works physically to monitor the body and and make uh, everything happen the way it needs to happen for us to sustain life but the mind is exactly. an energy and it connects to all these things we're talking about so let's go on to you I want to get to you say frequency existed at the beginning of time through the uni- throughout the universe um through ever-evolving tones, and an awareness came into being. So what is this awareness? Yeah, I, for me, I think the awareness became uh, creator, source, God, whatever we want to label it, but it became conscious. Mm. And so for me, the two active frequencies in the, in the universe are tone and color. And, and for me, the tone was almost like a radio wave that just perpetuated and I don't know where it came from. People will say, where'd that come from? I don't know. Um, but I think that the tone eventually became awareness that we now put a label on is like I said, creator source or universe. And, um, and it began developing. And eventually when we look at the big bang theory, what I see are billions and quadrillions of souls breaking off from source in that moment and each contracting in that moment, what, the different sojourns would be that it would experience. And so when people say, you know, how do I know if I'm on path? My, my feeling is how can you be off path? If you don't know what path is, then how can you possibly be off it? Tell us a little bit more about uh, color works and cellular cleansing, which you use in your healing work. I found it very effective. I have worked with it, and I find Beautiful. it very powerful. So t- tell us about it. When I was when I was in my late 20s, um, I developed both forms of lupus, not just one, but internal and external. And for three years, I was in critical condition. I lost my right kidney. Um, I had a couple of heart failures, um, nerve damage. Just uh, I was pretty critical. And the doctor said, you know, you're just not going to last much longer. And um, and so one one afternoon, I had a visitation again from what I call father. And um, he showed me how to move colors through my body. And I immediately moved colors through my body, you know, as soon as the visitation was over. And I did it again the next morning. And you know what? I didn't feel any better. And I just thought, why are you showing me how to say to my body, what color do I need to remove this lupus? And nothing, nothing's better. And I started thinking about the totality of my life. And I had a high school education. And uh, I was always working in Ph.D. positions. And so I was working 80 to 100 hours a week um, to prove that I was worthy of being in these positions. And what I finally began to understand was that it was uh, all about me not having self-worth. Yes. And so as soon as I said to my body, what color do I need to remove my lack of self-worth? What color do I need to increase my self-worth by 80%? The next day, I felt wonderful. Now, it took a full year before my blood work showed um, no lupus 
whatsoever, which for most people, you know, it's a terminal, um, non-treatable disease. And um, so it's been 30 years, and we test my blood every year for lupus, and I've never had a recurrence. I told you at the beginning of this show about the woman who was a young woman who had 17 surgeries for cancer, and she did pass, but she had accepted her life, and she was living at that moment when I was with her joyfully. So it is something uh-huh. that can be done, but it is a yeah. matter of surrendering and embracing what the universe and what you have chosen to come into this life to do and and be yeah. at peace with it. So what would you like readers to take away with them after reading God Within? And you know the name of this show is Healing from Within. <laughs> so it yes, means yes. exactly that. That's what's yep, within my, us. And my original company was called Healing Within. So, <laughs> so I thought it was awesome when I, when I saw the uh, name of this show. You know, I think what's really important for people to understand, and especially in this day and age, um, because we don't even know what our own path is, it's hard to make a judgment of someone else's path. And uh, we may not know why they're acting out. We may not know what they're doing. We may not understand what they're doing. Um, However, it's important to let go of judgment and understand that God, source, creator, whatever you want to call it, um, is aware and is a consciousness. And and there's something within the soul um, that is connected with it and is, is creating chaos, if you will. Um, duality is going to exist. You're going to have good and bad. Mm-hmm. And, and while I don't believe in good and bad, it's a way that we intellectualize the status of our life. So please, you know, understand that, that there's a lot going on in the world and, and that the most important thing for you to do is take personal responsibility of your own life. Absolutely. The more that you you can take personal responsibility, um, the better off everyone else is. And that's the pebble that drops. Yeah, I'm going to tell, and I'm going to say to our listeners use your body to feel, your heart and your mind to think, and use, use every day of your life when you wake up as an opportunity to find your way to what brings you joy and health and happiness and better relationships, then you're on your path. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and do it without judgment and do it with gratitude for your life because our lives may be short, but they're valuable, and we impress upon others uh, the attitudes and the behaviors, so we want to share the best of ourselves with everybody else into the world. Absolutely. Yeah, I want, yeah. I want to thank you, Patty Conklin, author of God Within, for a comprehensive view of healing based on mind-body-soul levels and a fine interpretation of how science and faith work cooperatively in healing and advancing our life values and goals. For more information and to purchase this truly mindful book loaded with many healing stories, effective healing stories 
and divine connection, go to pattyconklin.com. In summarizing today's episode, we have discovered much about how our body at the cellular level stores thought and trauma that may later down the line develop into disease or emotional dysfunction. We know that words and thoughts create our reality, and it is only through self-investigation and a connection to our divine source of life that we may begin to recognize our spiritual and physical life abilities and function at a higher level of self. Understanding judgment, discernment, and how each of us as unique beings perceive the world differently is the key to be able to walk in peace, unconditional love, harmony, and balance, and to master all your life circumstances. Patty wrote, We as individuals are not here to save the world, our families, or our friends. Others' lives and experiences are not ours to fix. And this is often a tremendous re-education for many people. Our work on earth is determined by how we conduct our lives on a day-to-day basis. The end of the journey is not what is recalled, but how we walk the path. Understand that life is about flowing, not fixing. What we do has everything to do with who we are as a soul. The more we can stay in a place of unconditional love without the intent to fix the other souls around us can choose whether or not to engage. Patty and I would ask you to accept yourself and others and all circumstances and events in your daily life, seeing them all as mirrors of opportunity for you to reflect on the goodness and beauty within each of us and know that life is precious and good. Enjoy the moments. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to learn more about the dual nature of spiritual and physical realities and the way for you to discover yourself in terms of universal source and creation. Shows may also be heard on DreamVision7Radio.com and WebTalkRadio.net. Thank you.